everybody, welcome to the New World Pictures Podcast, bonus episode 18. I'm Ryan, with me as always is Mark. I'm Mark. And Erica. 18 again, baby! <laughs> 18, bonus episode 18! Now we're coming at you with a couple things that we've watched recently. In particular, a couple titles. Mark and I have gotten a couple things from Vinegar Syndrome from, I think, like their July titles. We have not all watched them. Eric and I did not get all of the July titles, but we did mm. get one title. So, and it happens to be a title that has three titles. And of course, I'm talking about 1978's Killer's Delight. This is Kelly. He made a mistake. This is Linda. She should have known. And this is Annie. She knew. Dark Ride Rated R. A.K.A. The Sport Killer. A.K.A. Dark Ride. This movie has a variety of titles. In fact, on the Vinegar Syndrome disc, you will it is called Killer's Delight, but at the title sequence... It will say the sport killer, yeah. which is what That's the why initial. I was confused when you were announcing right. Killer's Delight. I was like, I didn't watch that. You watched the sport killer. I watched the sport killer. That's and right. I definitely didn't ride. Watch Dark Ride. That Dark Ride was a like a, a Corman esque thing that they did, where they put it out as a, they oh, initially Raj. called it Sport Killer. It was released as Killer's Delight, and then they said, "Let's re-release it under the name Dark Ride." Can I be honest? Yeah. I wish it would have always just been Dark Ride. That's what the director actually, he felt that it was the better the title. He thought it was the better title. It is. Killer's Delight is dumb. Sport Killer is okay, but kind of a bit of a spoily. <laughs> Jeremy Honeck is the director. This is the sole movie that he directed. He was a sound editor, though, and he worked on The Incredible Hulk Returns. <gasps> God, that has excellent sound. Mm. For night editing. <laughs> Oh my god, I remember that sound editing. <laughs> he was Do you remember how good that sound? Yes. Uh that's magnificent. A 19, 1988 TV movie uh which was a return of Bill Bixby as the as Bruce Banner. I was going to say the Incredible Hulk. That would be completely wrong. He he came back as Bruce Banner, which was released by the only reason I bring it up, New World Television. He also hmm. worked extensively on the TV series Tour of Duty which was a TV show about the Vietnam War that Mark huh. and I had watched a lot oh, as a man. kid, which is also released by New World Television. A couple of cool kids just watching this tour of duty. <laughs> a couple of cool kids watching this movie. Well, like all, that, three, that, like all three seasons, we were into that <laughs> show. I'm telling you. And that, was... and that does explain how that show, I remember even watching it as a kid. I might have been in high school by that time. And thinking... The production quality isn't great on this. <laughs> it, well, I, I, I know I it's in Vietnam, but it, it starts out it it starts out of being filmed in Hawaii, and then I think the budget got cut for subsequent seasons, and then they shot it in L.A. I think for subsequent yeah, seasons, which I never looks like Vietnam. Right. It does not look I never. Mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> It's tough uh, to show shots of the 405 and make it seem like it's Vietnam. Yeah. Like it's a jungle. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, now this 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 is basically <laughs> a very, very uh, 
low low rent Zodiac, if I can uh, bring up a movie, because it is about a serial killer, this guy who uh, drives around in a van picking up girls that he that frequent this uh, community pool in San Francisco. That's sporty. The movie that. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Sport killer. But he usually picks them up in the daytime, not always the nighttime. Dusk, let's say. All right. Okay. The magic hour. Okay. All right. Peak, peak sports time. We do get some key shots of San Francisco. Um, yeah. Really some nice key Palace of Fine Arts. We get a little bit of the Golden Gate Bridge. And then immediately this van is driving up a hill and we're in Tionga Valley. So. <laughs> and uh they look but... so similar it's hard to tell them apart quite frankly <laughs> Dahunga valley is, is the san francisco of southern california <laughs> it's so true it's so true i can't tell you the amount of times i've been to Tionga valley and been like am i in marin enjoy these insider <laughs> california jokes new zealand <laughs> when you're listening <laughs> yeah after battle truck we'll probably have a lot of new zealand listenership <laughs> I way, would imagine it just skyrocketed. I pointed this out to both of you guys to, uh, I, I felt like, a very uh, muted response that we are the uh, 33rd rated movie review podcast in Germany. So Wow! So yeah. Well, guten tag! Guten tag, listeners! <laughs> hey, I, I mean, New World Pictures movies always did better in Germany, so... I, right? Am I right? <laughs> so Did they? True. Right? So That's true. right. So That's true. Right. So true. So, like, I, this movie is anchored a lot by a, like, TV cast. It has uh, James Luisi. It has Susan Sullivan also plays. Don't spoil it for me. I haven't watched this one yet. I own it. I haven't watched it. Yeah, you haven't seen it, so I don't want to spoil it. But it's got a great cast. And I Just you reading this... the cast list feels like you're about to spoil it for me. Like just no, that I'm, list. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'll give you a little spoiler. The tightest jeans I've ever seen. Yes. On yes. a man. Yes. Mm. James Luisi wears <laughs> some tight jeans to solve this case. I'm not done on a man who is running an active investigation. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Fair. Fair. So, so you've seen tighter jeans on different kinds yeah. of men. I've seen tighter but... jeans on non-detectives, but this was definitely the tightest jeans I've ever seen on a detective. Lo- high titty count. I was about to say lots of titties, oh, but I will say. Oh, Ryan's debating it. Well, I'll let but there you are watch and you decide. Okay. Um, All right. Ryan's getting real. Ryan's now get, getting fussy on the titty Well, count. I don't want to like spoil a fact that I learned about this movie by watching these special <gasps> features on the it. The titties were fake? They were CGI? There are. <laughs> There are photographs. I'll just say this. There are photographs of the victims and the photographs are always the same person, which happens to be the screenwriter. That's a huge spoiler, Ryan. Yeah. The woman who produced this movie with Jeremy. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. And, and I don't know if you could watch it. it the same now, knowing yeah, that all well. those pictures are the same. Yeah. Titties. I don't know if you'll be able know. to in all enjoy this. Ruined it for me. Basically, you get My two guys. Count is pointless. Because Ryan did some post-research, so I was just counting the same titties over and over again. God, <laughs> what a waste. Give them credit. I mean, for them to go through all the work of, like, extending and shrinking areolas, adding some nipple extensions <laughs> so that it looked like different boobs. I mean, nipple that extensions. takes a lot of work. <laughs> oh, so... my God. Is that another T-shirt? Is that a... 
I'm just gonna nipple. go ahead and copy copyright trademark that nipple, nipple extensions. extensions. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy um yeah i don't know if they went to that much detail but uh i will say you will find there is a particular actor from a john carpenter film mark that you will enjoy seeing that okay okay and you will go hey so this but generally the movie is about like you get to you do meet the killer i don't think that's a spoiler because you meet him early on you sort of meet the detective and it's about these two guys and are they going to get one another and honestly i i i Number one, I think, like, of course, the disc looks, the movie itself looks great. The disc, did, they do a great job. Yeah. It looks really good. And I think if you were to watch this movie and probably an inferior copy, maybe it would change your opinion. But I felt like, I thought it was pretty effective. It is made for almost no money whatsoever. There is a scene in a lounge that is, like, their, like, basically the director and the screenwriter. It was, like, their house. And they just dress it up they dress up another part of their house to look like a police station which huh. i think is slightly less well they fooled me well okay that's good i was gonna say it's a slightly less effective because i was like what set or it you know i knew it was like not a real police you know not a real police station but i was like i just know. felt like that's what you know california police stations must look like <laughs> right just pretty cash but I would say like <laughs> pretty laid just back. Casual. Yeah. There's like yeah. there's like egg back. chairs yeah. and, and a hammock. <laughs> you just kind of chill out. You just relax. Yeah, it's just like yeah. five relax. cops squeezed into a corner just of a room out. because yeah. that's just, just how it is. Just chill. chill. It's fine. We're all gonna have fun. We'll solve this thing. Don't worry about <laughs> it. It's it, it looks a little TV movie-ish. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that. Except for but... all the titties. <laughs> yes. But there's not a ton of gore, so there really isn't a lot okay. of gore or anything. So, but honestly, I thought it was very effective, and I think it really has to do with the cast really lifts this as well. Like, yeah, it could have been great in another way if you'd had a cast that was not able to really like make this effective. It might have been great in a different way. Where uh, and another interesting fact about this, speaking of the cast, they did a really smart thing where they went out and. They asked people from uh, the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in Pasadena, and they got a bunch of students that were like, hey, do you want to be a part of this movie? Now, we won't pay you, but what we can do is that we will give you a SAG card. So what we will do is that you're coming out of school, we'll get you a SAG card by being in this movie. And also, they asked, would you mind also being a part of the crew when you weren't shooting it? But the... The end gift was like you get if you do this, it's free, but you get your SAG card when you get out of it. So they were all excited to do that because they were getting out of school or they were maybe maybe currently in school. And I was like, well, that's pretty smart and a very Corman-esque thing to do um, to get people to not only work for free, but in two capacities as a crew member and a cast member. Amazing. So like pretty good. But I... I only picked this one up of the July selections and I just had a feeling about it and I felt pretty, uh, I don't know. I felt good about it. I felt like I chose wisely Mm. as that old Knights Templar once said to Indiana Jones in a cave somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Uh, (laughs) Way to bring it back full circle. I I mean, I don't know where we're all roads lead back to (laughs) to, to Indiana (laughs) Jones. Yes, and the, oh, last, and the crusade. last crusade. Everything is the last Aww, crusade. It all ends at the last time. crusade. That's right. Yes. Well, Mark and I saw the Indiana Jones films. 
constantly as kids because we had it on VHS. But yes, so that was us for Killer's Delight. That's what we watched uh, for the July selections. I would recommend it. That's uh, that's a recommend. I think it'd be a, a pick of the month. I would uh, say check it out. What do you say, Erica? Yeah, why not? You can do worse. You know, there's worse. For sure, there's worse. Is that a t-shirt? <laughs> why not? <laughs> Erica's review. Sure, why not? You can do worse. <laughs> what? What a review. <laughs> um, Mark, what did you check out from the July Vinegar well, Syndrome I, I bought all three of the movies yes. from the July yes. selection. So I have Killer's Delight. But for reasons I can't explain, I decided to start watching all three with through at the same time. All yes, at the <laughs> on same three time. TVs. When I when I had to pick <laughs> one of the three, I picked through the fire. I, now, why of the three movies did I pick this one? I really couldn't tell you. Uh, it's it, the box cover is pretty cool, and I was like, yeah. well, cool. Hey, that's Let's good check enough for me. Uh, so through the fire, uh, it's it was uh, it's. A 1988 film. It didn't get released in the U.S. until it came out on video in 1997 as Gates of Hell 2 through the fire. So uh, Vinegar Syndrome has done, they did a great thing with this. They have, of course, a 2K remaster that looks great. Then they also have the Gates of Hell version, which is taken from a VHS tape. So it is in 4-3 aspect ratio, but... It, you know, it, it's it's entertaining to watch that one. I've watched both of them because they spliced in the credits for Gates of Hell 2 through the fire uh, with video credits like like you would put on a video camera. So you have film credits and then you have video style credits that get spliced oh. in. They also cut the movie differently to make it like if you watch through the fire it's not going to make a lot of sense. If you watch Gates of Hell 2 through the fire, it makes no sense. But that's okay. <laughs> the reason why that's okay is it was it was released that way in honor of Lucio Fulci. In fact, the movie starts by saying it's dedicated to Lucio Fulci because he had just passed away at the time. So, of uh, course, yeah, it makes no sense, like most Lucio Fulci movies. Um, so, through the fire, it's, it's about a woman whose sister uh, disappears. She meets up with a cop. They're both investigating this uh, a kind of an array of, of missing people in, I mean, they don't really name the town, but it was all shot in, for, in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth area. And they find out that there was an amulet that the sister was wearing that can stop this group of Satanists from, from raising a demon uh, named Motok, who's going to I guess, take over the world. Well? Well, you're familiar with the Bible, the Old Testament. Well, um... I realize it's pretty hard to follow, but this right here refers to Yahweh. Yahweh is God's name. I mean, his proper name. You see, it was so holy, you couldn't say it aloud. He was referred to as Lord or God or God of Abraham. And this right here refers to Moloch. Okay, when Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt, 
the people of the lands they travel through worship many gods, but one, Moloch, is the most evil. He demanded that his followers perform vile and brutal sacrifices, human sacrifices. Men, women, and children were mutilated and then burned. At the same time, there's also a group of, I guess, anti-Satanist fighters that join up with this cop and this woman who lost her sister. Um, and so it is a little bit of like uh, uh, the, the, you know, the church group fighting the Satanist group. And if you watch the director's commentary, they bring up that they did kind of base it on like, uh, the the director Gary Markham, who directed other great movies like Through the Fire, uh, he <laughs> based it on you know some Bible verses that he had read and had come up with uh, this this plot. Um, the movie stars uh, Tamara Hext, who was Miss Dallas and came in fourth place in the Miss America contest. Ooh, and Tom. Camp- Campitelli, I, I, I hope I'm getting his name right, uh, who plays the cop, who... He will sort come of find you and kill yes, you if you get yes, that name. Yes, He's who an is, avid listener of this podcast. He lives in Germany. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, you know, he's playing a character that is, he makes a lot of jokes, and he's a little bit... Oh, that's the worst. He's a li- well. He's a little. He's he's obviously <laughs> taking this this situation seriously, but he's also a little bit of a ham. And when watching the director's commentary, they said that he was a method actor, and through the entire filming, would not break character. But what character he's exactly playing, I don't know, because in some scenes he's actually pretty funny and kind of lighthearted, and in other scenes he's like a really gritty cop that's going to solve this crime no matter what. So the character is pretty loosey-goosey, but, I mean, he owned it, obviously. The movie, it's uh, it's very low budget. I'll say that it doesn't really go anywhere until the last 10 minutes. It's okay. a very slow burn. And there are some comedic elements. For example, at one point, a group is playing with a Ouija board, and behind them, a Bible floats up above them and like flies out at them and hits one of the guys on the head and he immediately replies I'm like okay (laughs) that's that's fair that's a pretty good joke I mean the jokes actually land pretty decently I I I it was a totally thoroughly enjoyable watch is it does it make a lot of sense no for example the sister had the amulet on but yet she was killed by someone related to the demon so you would think the amulet would have stopped it this happens in the first scene of the movie the movie could have been over in the first 30 seconds but (laughs) let's not mince you know plot points here and and you know why she may have not had or didn't have on that amulet it does star star also john davies who or john s davies who was uh in robocop and a few other movies um but i you know it's um I, I I did totally enjoy it. It's it is very low budget. The acting isn't great. Uh, the, the, there isn't a lot of gore. Uh, there are some pretty neat special effects that they did animated effects instead of CGI, um, which actually looked pretty good for that '80s style 
animated lightning and smoke and stuff uh-huh. that you know they people just don't do anymore so it's kind of right. fun to see it these days um that look pretty good some of the the special makeup effects at the end are pretty interesting um i i would say it's definitely worth picking up if if you were ever interested in in getting a better copy of gates of hell 2 i mean it only got released in video stores under gates of hell 2 so and i'm sure it was a pretty poor copy and when i watched the director's commentary they were saying the copy of it that they released at that time was very dark it was very poor print and that's what was released domestically so if you're ever looking for a better cut of it that also is not just in a better copy but it's also the original storyline because Gates of Hell 2 kind of splices up the storyline. It also cuts out all, ironically, all of the titty count. Why mm. they would do that, I don't know. But uh, the the actual... Those titties have the... to go through the fire. They have to go through yeah. the fire. Well, oh, but not... I but... get it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't go through the Gates of Hell, but they do no. go through the fire. Uh, and so The um... titties didn't start the fire! They were always titties. They were now. Forget now, it. Now this is, this is a celebration of. <laughs> they were always titties. <laughs> they never stopped being titties. They never the stopped. No. I would they say were always stopped. titties the entire time. I would say that is true, except for one of the ladies who they made. They were not the same titties at one point in time. Oh, clearly. And I do really like, I, I think we talked about this at one point in time, that there's a scene where um, uh, where the lead character's cat, uh, who's, her name is Sandra, her, her, her cat is, she opens up the freezer of her refrigerator and the cat is dead in the freezer. And she tells Nick, who is the Tom Capitelli character, the method actor, to get the dead cat out of the freezer. And he <laughs> slow, he looks in the freezer he sort of pauses, he reaches his hand in and just pulls out a popsicle and then walks away. <laughs> and I was like, that's pretty nice. funny. Yeah, that's good. It is pretty that's funny. Good. I don't know, you're selling me on this, Mark. Something that reminded me of the, a movie that I watched and I watched without Erica. I'm sorry, Erica. It sort of reminded it me happens. of this. It happens. Uh, would be 1983's Mortuary. Ooh, ooh, yeah. And this, mm-hmm. do you, did you, have you seen this one, Mark? I yeah, wonder if you've I have. Seen this a one. long time ago, but I have seen it, yeah. That's where uh, the girl goes into the mortuary in the very beginning. They, uh, these two guys go into the mortuary and they see like these like occultists, like it, which also makes sense because uh, speaking of Gates of Hell, it has Christopher George and his wife Linda Day George, but Christopher George, of course, the lead of Gates of Hell or City of the Living Dead. So they're like sitting around a table and they think that they're all doing some sort of strange occult stuff. But as it happens, as much as that is something that they apparently do, that isn't the focus of the movie because somebody is dressing up and putting makeup on their faces and wearing this like robe, this hooded robe, and they are like killing people. Uh, This person is killing people off. And these two teenage guys go in there and one of them gets killed in the very beginning of the film. That's how it starts. So it's sort of like a slasher film mixed with the occult but the occult gets sort of brushed aside as we worry about the uh the slasher part of it and outside of also having the georges it also has an appearance and a incredibly great performance from uh, a, a young bill paxton 
who mm. plays uh, Christopher George's son, who Christopher George is the one who runs the mortuary. So his son is like, you know, he's basically dressing the bodies and, you know. You Which know. one's Bill Paxton? <laughs> I told Erica about this movie the other day. She asked me the exact Jurassic same Park? question. Is he Jurassic Park? <laughs> No. Which one is no. he? No. No. Alien? Oh, no. Alien. 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 Okay. Aliens. Aliens. All right. Aliens. All right. The, Aliens. Just remember, Weird science. just remember, put her in charge. That's all That's you got to remember. That's what I said to her. I said, you remember, put her in charge. She's like, that does not help me. No, one random line from Aliens doesn't help me identify him. I need to know if he's Jurassic Park or not. No, that helps. Who he do you was, think he is he in was, Jurassic Park? He's not Sam Neill. Oh, not, Sam Neill. He doesn't look like Sam Neill. <laughs> Bill Paxton has like a Texas accent. Oh, I got it so- now. I'm good. Twister? <laughs> Right, Twister. Yeah, Twister. Said. Twister. Then I would have been fine. Okay. A simple plan. Ugh, a simple plan. Uh oh. You don't like a simple plan? <laughs> we watched it recently. You literally liked it. Wait, which one was a simple? plan? The Minnesota That's where the one where they find the money. In the oh, I take that back. That money. With Billy Bob. Billy Bob. I do like that one. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm thinking oh of Miller's gosh. Crossing. Uh. <laughs> Which he's I hate not so in, much. He's, he's not in Miller's Crossing. He's not. <laughs> he's not in, oh. No, that's Gabriel Byrne, who's Irish. Wow, and he has his Irish accent. There's no... wait. What else is Gabriel Byrne? Spider Man. Yeah. No. Uh, usual suspects. Oh, no, Spider-Man? Gabriel Byrne. <laughs> he's not in Spider. Who would he be in Spider Man? Number one, Doctor Octopus. Spider. <laughs> <laughs> no. Isn't he Doctor Octopus? No. Who's that? <clears throat> um, number one, you're talking about Spider-Man Two. Yeah, that's Bill Paxton. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Spider-Man Two is the one with uh, Doctor Octopus. Uh, oh, Alfred Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina. <laughs> Nothing like uh, Bill Paxton. Nothing. Nothing like Bill Paxton. Gabriel Byrne and Alfred Molina look a little bit alike. No, they don't. <laughs> In my mind. Uh, you give me give, <laughs> give me the whip, I'll give you the idol. It all leads back. It all leads back to Indiana Jones, guys. Uh, okay. Um, so I was, uh, you had me, uh, you said Mortuary. I have not seen Mortuary. I was confusing it with Mausoleum, the movie where the yes. 10-year-old girl goes into the mausoleum. and That uh, one I actually have not stuff. seen, that one. So That's a good I movie. I have not seen Mausoleum. It's really, it's, it's entertaining. We okay. should talk about that in another episode. <laughs> Perhaps when we have all seen it. <laughs> and, and, and one movie with Bill Paxton. Yes. Yeah, Twister! <laughs> <laughs> We I just Jurassic watched Park. Either I one. just watched Twister like six months ago, which I never <laughs> thought that I'd ever watch Twister again. But it was on TV, and my family was watching it, and so I got sucked into it. And it is the Ooh, same movie. Sucked into you, it. Sucked Wait. into it. Wait. Yikes! It's the, same, it's the same movie you remember. Nipple extension sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single one in in Twister. 
Oh, really? No. Oh, no. yeah. No. That's why it's no. a perfect family movie. Well, it also stars no, our no. pal Helen Hunt from Girls right. Just Want to Have Fun. That's right. So let's go over a couple movies we have rewatched. I did want to just bring up Mortuary because I would also recommend watching that one as well. And it is currently on Prime. That's how I watched it. So check that out. Uh, but we did watch a couple movies. First of all, let's talk, since we're talking about horror movies, let's bring up. We did a rewatch of Feast. There is something out there. Of all the bars to be stuck in. Unless you people want to die, you'll do what I say and you'll do it fast. They're coming. Right now. The original Feast, which I had not seen in a very, very long time. And by we, Ryan means he. (laughs) Well... I did not do a rewatch before the podcast looked at the actual box because I have the disc of of it and she said did you watch this without me and I said you watched it with me you do not recall because you were like what we're gonna watch feast and I put it in and then you promptly fell asleep but uh yes I did watch I rewatched feast thinking we were both rewatching it but it was just me yeah um have you ever seen feast no I've not I've never seen it uh, it's. I think it's kind of an underrated movie. I think it's a very underrated film. I, it's fine. I, I think. Look, I. I th- I'm I just, not disappointed. I didn't rewatch it. I think it's a lot of. It's a lot of fun. I think it has. It starts out very tongue in cheek. It has a large. It has a very wild cast. Like somewhat, I forgot about. Um, particularly. Did it have like, Bill Paxton in it? It does Ooh. not have Bill Paxton. Ugh. It wow, has Henry Rollins, it. which maybe Erica thought was Bill Paxton, because who knows? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know who Henry Rollins Judah is. Judah Friedlander. Uh, it has actually Jason Mewes for a split second. Um, Clue, Clue Gulliger uh, is in it. Uh, Clue Gulliger? Yeah. That sounds like a made-up name. That's his name. I don't think so. Clue That Gulliger. sounds like Natalie Pinch. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> directed by his son, John Gulliger. Made and up. Clue with C-L-U is actually in the cast. He's right there. Clue. Short for Clucifer. No, Clue Gulliger. Clue. Clue Gulliger. That's your oil war. Yeah, it is. It is. It seems to be. <laughs> it's become so. I thought I did it fine the first time. Now it's starting to <laughs> I have that effect on people. They can That's say right. things until And then all can't. of a sudden, when you yeah. start really thinking about it, then you can't say it anymore. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, this is, I thought the effects on, on Feast, I've always thought was pretty good. At least the first one. It's just kind of a, you know, gory, gooey creature feature. It's not really trying to, you know, do much more other than it's like all these people trapped in a bar. It's got a very sort of, you know, one location. It is like a good midnight movie. Midnight movie. Lots of these weird creatures that you don't know what they are. And the other thing is, you know, we don't know what these these creatures are. Uh, They're sort of like a newer creature. Which, you know, I kind of like, I always love the Tremors movies and like, this just has that kind of like, it's just this new thing. You don't know what it is. People are kind of figuring it out. Um, The first thing that gets in the bar that starts tearing them up actually turns out to be one of the babies. And then they grow into these bigger creatures. And so it just has like this weird thing that you're sort of figuring out who these creatures are at the same time they are, and they're trying to survive. And I don't know, I, I, you know, I, it really, I, I put it on late at night, uh, thinking uh we had watched part of it and fall asleep erica fell asleep immediately mm-hmm. and then i just watched the whole thing like i was like you know what it's it's fun it's really enjoyable i think it it was one of those movies that um they made when they were doing project Greenlight, 
And I think it was actually mm-hmm. the last one. And this is when they had like, that's the one that, you know, Ben Affleck and yeah, Matt Damon, yeah. no, I remember. And they were doing, but this one, they brought in Wes Craven. So Wes Craven's also an executive producer for this one. Cause they were going to do a horror film. Cause they were like, okay, we, we've done these two other movies for project Greenlight that went nowhere, but let's make a, a horror film. And actually, I remember Eric and I watched that show yeah. at the time, and they made John Gulliger, the director, rightly or wrongly, I don't know. It's and it's been forever since we saw the show, but we def I remember us at the time thinking like, oh my god, this movie's gonna be a disaster. Yeah. This guy it doesn't seem like he has any ability to make a movie whatsoever. Yeah. And then we saw Feast. He's a very we eccentric were, guy. Yeah. We actually met him, actually, yeah. when, we, when we moved to L.A. We actually met him at uh, a screening of uh, Phantasm 2. Brag. <laughs> um, way back in 2008. Brag. Yeah, brag. I knew Clue Gulliger was a fake name. His real name is William Martin Gulliger. It says Clue right there. Clue is his nickname. And he goes by Clue Gulliger. That's what his but name what, is. But hold on. Hold on, Ryan. I... A nickname is a fake name, right? Like yeah. you were, it isn't on your birth That's certificate. Right. Yep. But that it makes is it the a name, fake it's name. It's his professional his name, name is that William he goes by. Martin Gulliger. That's his original birth name, but he goes by Clue Gulliger. That's what he but, goes by right. as an actor. Well, That's his professional name. So it's not inappropriate. He was also in Returning to the Living Dead, Mark. That's where you would remember him from. You you also brought up uh, the enjoying movies where you don't really know what the creature is. And you brought up the Tremors series, which I agree with you, but maybe it was me, but when I watched Tremors 2, I kind of knew where the, what the creature was at that point. Was it still a surprise to you when you watched the yep. second one? Like, <laughs> it's, it's a surprise every time I put any of the Tremors films on. <laughs> really? It's really? like I'm learning it again for the first time. You're like, is that Bill Paxton attacking them? <laughs> Erica is just looking up Alfred Molina now. And Gabriel and Byrne. Gabriel Byrne and to see that they look alike. They look alike. I, I don't think so. Well, um, no. And also... My quick Google search disagrees. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so Feast. I enjoyed Feast. Uh, I think it's worth kind of checking out. It's a fun... They do not look alike. <laughs> they do... No, they don't. They no. don't. You even pointed out a picture where the two of them are sitting similarly, and they're both black and, and white both photos. Ties. But he has, but Alfred Molina has a beard. Oh my gosh! Anyway, <laughs> feast if you haven't checked it out, it's worth checking out. I enjoy, I really enjoyed it, and I think it has a a bad reputation for that. Though obviously it had it did get two more sequels, um, which we did see. Brag. Way back when. Brag. Uh, and I do not. I cannot recall what. Yeah, I'd have to do a rewatch I, on yeah, this. Yeah, I gotta rewatch this. I don't know how. Been too long. We'll see. It's been a while. We'll see if that I've makes it into our favorite horror These franchises uh, oh. in October. But it won't. I have a feeling it may not. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert! It shan't. <laughs> There's too um, many good ones. One other one that we also watched. We watched Double Dragon. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Of course you did. I, I mean, and I also have a similar Alfred Molina Gabriel Byrne problem, where I think that Scott Wolf and Scott Bayo are also interchangeable. They just have the first name Scott. That's the only thing that's well, the same. Sometimes it's that simple. I've never seen Scott <laughs> Bayo on uh, uh, whatever the, uh, party of uh, five. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> was he ever on party of five? 
No, he was never on Party at Five. Well, maybe he was as a guest. Maybe. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, for anyone that's not familiar with Double Dragon, it is a movie made in the 1990s. And it, it is terrific. And it is a blast. And I will say that I kind of got this on a whim because um, MVD, uh, MVD Entertainment was doing a sale. This is the MVD Rewind uh, disc that I got. And I just thought, well, let's just give this a shot. I mean, Double Dragon, what the heck? I haven't seen it since the 90s. And I think I saw it in the theater. And I was not a big fan of it because, and I was, you know, in the min, in the, and at that time, probably uh, was in my more hoity phase where I was. You were hoping of, for Scott Bayo? Yeah. Right. <laughs> my hoity phase in that I was only seeing Scott Bayo projects. I was watching <laughs> Zapped. And then I was like, Zapped again? He's no Scott Bayo? I'm out. <laughs> so I was very strict about my Scott Bayo. Um, as you should be. Now, the funny thing I did not know about this movie whatsoever was the fact that it is co-written by Peter Gould, who was Fake one of name. them. <laughs> it's his real name. And this is his first script that he ever sold with a guy that he went to, to film school with. And Peter Gould wrote on Breaking Bad and <coughs> Mark's favorite show, Better Call Saul. So, yeah. and, and yet here he was writing a movie about Mark's Googling Scott Mark Bale and Scott away. Wolf right now. He is typing away. Oh, did we catch you in the middle of your dissertation? I'm so sorry. I didn't realize you were... He's all, dear Scott Bale. <laughs> he's, got, he's got to put a bunch of his uh, Scott Bale movies in his letterbox watch list. So I legit <laughs> was trying to see if Scott Wolf and Scott Bale were in the same movie ever. Yes! No, they are not. <laughs> Um, Peter Gould co-wrote this co-wrote this movie, but it actually was also given a script polish, and the script polish was done by the one of the guys that uh, that, that either wrote or created I can't remember which that '70s show. So there's a lot of like really corny moments, but this movie is also so '90s. The way they dress both Scott Wolf and Mark Dacascos, um, that star as the two brothers, despite the fact that they are you know, one guy's white, one guy's Asian, but they're both <laughs> brothers somehow. Alyssa Milano has got a dyed blonde short haircut, very 90s, very yeah. rave style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, but it, it was, it was so fun. <laughs> yeah. I have to say it's, it is fun. It is really silly and so goofy and dumb as I mean, as you would think, a movie based on Double Dragon, which is just a fighting game. Yeah. Just a fighting game. I'm sorry. Calm down, Eric. Thank don't you. Get, don't Thank get you. upset. Don't get upset. I was about to get She's pissed. About to just get a fighting pissed. game. Just a fighting oh, game. Oh, you're in so trouble much now. Because Erica loves the fighting games like Double Dragon and Mortal Kombat, particularly it's Mortal true. Kombat. Um, but I just had a real good time with it. I, have you ever seen Double Dragon, Mark? No. I, I, unfortunately, I was a Mortal Kombat guy, so I, I went all yeah. in with Mortal Kombat, which... I, I guess is also very nineties. Uh, I think yeah. I still have the soundtrack on CD for that nice. one. Uh, Paul W S Anderson before yeah, he, he yeah. touched on the Resident Evil movies. Yeah, well, he did Mortal I, Kombat. and don't uh, forget that soundtrack was popular. Oh Mortal yeah, yeah. that oh, was yeah. that did the rounds. Did Annihilation soundtrack be? Was that as popular? I don't think so. 
um, and, uh, so I would suggest picking up a double dragon and check, checking it out. If you can, if you can get it, I don't know if it's streaming right now. Cause I watched the disc, but, uh, honestly I had such a fun time with it. We had a fun time with it. Yeah. I think you stayed away from most of it. I did. Did and you have I... any memories of it? Yeah, Bailey? it was great. Other than you thought Scott Wolf was Scott Bayo the entire time. <laughs> Might've dozed off and dreamt of Scott Bayo and woken up and been like, Scott Bayo looks different. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Scott where, Wolf. Where, what is your just knowing your age? What is your touchstone for Scott Bale? Like happy Charles days. in Charge? No, really? Happy is Happy Days? days? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Charles in Charge. Yeah, uh, but I was way into Happy Days, like way. Okay. Big okay. time. <laughs> for those that are much younger than us, uh, you, I don't know how you're going to know Scott Bale. Maybe Bob Blah Blah from oh, the yeah. Rest of Development. Bob, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In Arrested yeah. Development, I, yeah. I that's, that's I don't know how else to help you. He had that he had that like sort of a date uh, uh, real life dating show on MTV for a little bit. Yes, where yeah. he was trying yeah. to find a wife. Was it on MTV? I I want to say it was. Maybe it was on VH1. That seems like a VH1 show. They're they're both the same. It's all a blur to me, Ryan. I mean, the nineties <laughs> to the early two thousands. That just seemed all... like an odd pairing. MTV and yeah. Scott Bayo, a guy who's not known for music whatsoever. But yeah. VH1s right. were all the Venn You're diagram right. was just. I always screw circle. that up. Scott Bayo was VH1. MTV was the grind. That's yes. that's how there I got to go. speak of these you. two. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for getting mm. that right. Can we bring back the grind? Is it time to bring back the grind? Oh, I wish. I mean, they I just wish. had that uh, first season of the Real World Reunion and where you had Eric, who was the host of the grind. Yeah. Let's not forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he would be ready. He's ready to go. I feel like that's he's what... ready. I feel like he's still fit. <laughs> I feel like he's he just like he is. one phone call away. From he, he is. He's ready to grind. And we're ready to watch him grind. Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> I don't know that he was the one grinding. Was he? Was he the grinder? Not really. He was more the host. He was the host. Yeah, he's just he the was host. getting you into grinding. He yeah. was getting you to grind. He made you feel safe so that you felt like you could grind. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, right. Lastly, I have one last movie I want to talk about, which is the fact that we actually went and saw in a movie theater, we saw Black Widow. And I just want to ask you, Mark, what are the chances that you will ever see the movie Black Widow? (laughs) Uh, I'll give that a solid 2%. Solid yeah. two. He might, be on a, he might be on a trip somewhere on a plane. And, yeah, you know, yeah. There's nothing else. Yeah, on a plane. There's he nothing just else watched on. Twister, so he's not going to rewatch yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, totally. Maybe. Yeah, there's... I asked Mark because Mark is notoriously not into comic book movies whatsoever, which is going to get interesting when we do talk about movies like The Incredible Hulk Strikes Back or The Punisher or some of the New World. <laughs> Are you just going to not watch those? I'm just saying those two movies and that's it. That's all You're I got to make come it through. In cold. I just got I just got to see those two movies and then I'm done. You just know, dip the toe and then Yeah, out. I just got to dip the toe and then I'm like, "Cool, I did it. I did it." God, I, that would be another great shirt, dip the toe. <laughs> People will be like, "Dip the toe." God. Would dip, dip the would dip the toe and nipple extension be the same shirt? Ooh, it's a front and back. It's a front and back situation. <laughs> Obviously, nipple extensions on the front. Obviously. Obviously. Now I gotta say, Black Widow had a really fun cast to it. Yes, including the guy from Stranger Things. So your daughter might really be into it. 
Yeah. Okay. He's great in it. Yeah. He's David really Harbour. Good in it. Yeah, no, David no, no. Uh, that, my uh, my awesome. daughter, my daughter's super into comic book movies, and so is my wife, and so is basically my entire family, and I'm just alone. Get on board, <laughs> dip the toe. <laughs> Look and at Mark just on... alone. <laughs> no just, comic book movie island. <laughs> just you, just putting nipple extensions on old crime photos. <laughs> <laughs> look look guys look it looks like a totally different titty look 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 i was like uh we're trying to watch avengers endgame this is not the appropriate time they're like also mark do you realize that you're photoshopping a pepperoni pizza that's not a titty bro <laughs> yeah, oh. they're mini they're mini pepperoni pizzas as areolas like they're they look different am i right <laughs> this is the kind of photoshop indiana jones would could only dream about that's right oh boy did you know the temple of doom was actually the first movie in the chronology (laughs) mark we're trying to watch avengers endgame (laughs) did you know that the crystal skull sucks <laughs> Mark Mark's like, I'm so alone. I just want someone to talk to I just want someone to talk about the one franchise I do care about, Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's not the one franchise, but it is one of the franchises. It is yeah. a franchise. Yeah. But look, about. most people will talk with me about Indiana Jones. When we get into the Puppet Master series. Yeah, <laughs> finding on. those people is harder. It's getting a little bit diff- more difficult. It's a little, a little more difficult and a little weirder. When you get into the, the Gates of Hell franchise, which is only too deep, <laughs> you get it's a little trickier. It's a it's little, a little trickier. trickier. Look, you guys wouldn't even talk with me about it. So I mean, that's how. Well, that's that what shows... we haven't seen. We didn't get well, it. We didn't see it. You know, not until I'm we have I'm, to. I'm very interested to see it yeah. now. Your your fault. <laughs> We need to go through the fire to see Gates of Hell 2. That's right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it will be a killer's delight to watch it. Those are our movies for this particular episode that we highlighted. I hope you check those out. Some of the other ones we suggested. What are you watching? Why don't you write us? We're on Twitter, Instagram. You can write us at info at newworldpodcast.com as well. Tell us. Communicate. Talk to us. Tell us what you're watching. What What should we be watching? What should we be watching for a future episode? Yeah, listeners pick. Should Mark watch Black Widow? I no. may do a poll. I may do no, a poll. Please. Ooh, please yeah. God. Please. Yeah. No. Please. Him. Poll him. Did you say poll or poll? I said I heard Bill poll Pullman. Bill <laughs> Pullman. Bill Paxton. <laughs> Who d- it does get confused for Bill Paxton a lot. That would have been But not in my mind. Those two are perfectly <laughs> crystal clear different. <laughs> <laughs> Gabriel Byrne and Alfred Molina interchangeable, the same dude, interchangeable. The same guy interchangeable uh, but imagine if Gabriel Byrne was in Raiders of the Lost Ark <laughs> in that beginning I know would have been a different you, movie played Belloc do you think would he no playing uh, Gabriel Molina's character like, oh, Gabriel just... Molina's character <laughs> Erica's had an effect on you. I bet bet you can't say oil war. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, okay. Well, that that is it for this uh, 
bonus episode of the New World Pictures podcast. Ah, oh, oh, that's my, that's my phone <laughs> sending me a ping. Uh, thank you for so much for joining us on this bonus episode. We hope you had a great time. And join us next time for the New World Pictures podcast. Bye, guys. Oh, no. <laughs>